With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Say they Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, Who Dat Nation? Welcome into another free agent frenzy episode of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. You could follow me on Twitter at Andrew Galata. And then also you can follow the podcast on Twitter at the Who Dat Dis. And for this second episode here of the week with this free agent frenzy format here, we're going to go over everything that happened with the Saints here in the second day of the legal tampering period. And that definitely should be really fun. The Saints made their first free agent signing outside of the organization. So that's obviously very, very fun. Some rumors connecting the Saints with Richard Sherman, Mitchell Trubisky. We'll definitely get into all of that. And then a lot of former Saints signed with other teams as, again, you kind of knew this was coming with just all the cuts and obviously the salary cap. We talked about it. So a lot of that middle of the roster stuff, it is starting to deplete. And that's going to be a big part here going into next season is how do the Saints kind of refill that middle of the roster. And we'll see if they do it during free agency draft or you know, maybe it's somewhere else, but um, it's definitely going to be really interesting when looking at that. So we'll get into all of those moves here, but I do want to start with the Saints' first free agent signing here of the 2021 offseason. It's not a flashy one, but it's one that is needed, and that's your fullback, Alex Arma, who is signed with the Saints today. He's going to take over for Michael Burton. And Arma, I mean, he's a very, to me, a very solid player, played the last four years with the Panthers. He played in 16 games over the last three years. He started four of those games. And, you know, he's scored three touchdowns, nine first downs rushing, one receiving. Just looking at all those types of stats. Good blocker, gets to that second level really nicely, which is great to see for the Saints. And obviously what they do with their fullbacks trying to block as basically an extra offensive lineman and kind of opening up room for Alvin Kamara, leading the way for Alvin Kamara. And Arma can definitely do that. And and you see that, you know, he's definitely a solid blocker, could also pass catch. And the Saints use fullbacks really well, probably better than the Panthers. And, you you know, you even saw in the Joe Brady offense that was in place with the Panthers in 2020, you even saw the uptick a little bit for Arma. And now the Saints end up, you know, getting him and, He's a younger player than Michael Burton, which is, I bet, why they wanted to. It's, it's, it's to, I bet to them it's an upgrade how they can get Arma there because um, he is younger um, and, you know, he's definitely reliable for sure. So uh, that's all good stuff. I'm kind of surprised they didn't re-sign Michael Burton, but they end up not and they end up going with a younger player. But again, I think it's all good. It's definitely that low-key signing. But, you know, you need these types of players to fill out your roster and the Saints do that, and it's their first signing, and that's usually what the Saints do. And then usually by the third or fourth day of free agency, then they really start looking at guys outside of the organization. They did that last year with Emmanuel Sanders was a little more late. Malcolm Jenkins, I believe, I believe was on Wednesday. 
And um, I think Sanders was on Thursday, something like that. I forget the exact dates. I know Jared Cook was on a Friday. I do remember that. So usually the Saints do take their time a little bit over the last few years to get those outside free agents, try to get their interior ones first inside the building, and then they kind of move outside. But this is their first, you know, definitely signing. It's definitely secondary, low-key, but again, you need your fullback. Saints use the fullback a lot, and Alex Arma is definitely a very solid fullback. So he'll, uh, you know, add to the Saints offense with, you know, the quarterback situation, all the weapons. So that's definitely good stuff there. Now, I do want to go into the rumors of today, the very interesting rumors. First, with Richard Sherman, I thought this was just very, very intriguing here with the rumors that Richard Sherman is connected with the Saints and the Saints have expressed interest in Sherman and kind of, I mean, you obviously see where the Saints are interested because of Chris Richard. Chris Richard, the Saints' new defensive backs coach, he coached Richard Sherman in Seattle. Uh, he was, um, when you're looking at Richard, was the defensive backs coach of the Legion of Boom, and then he'd be called played for, called plays for Seattle, excuse me, there later on in his tenure. So he obviously has a very good relationship with Richard Sherman, and that to me would make a lot of sense. Also, Sean Payton has a, you know, definitely a lot of respect for Richard Sherman. I think that Nick Underhill pulled up a tweet from 2014 where, um, you know, Sean Payton said like great season, and then like uh, Sherman replied to him saying like thanks, stuff like that. So that was pretty cool that, you know, these guys definitely have mutual respect already. And now we'll see. Maybe the the Saints could bring him into New Orleans. Obviously, there's that cornerback to uh, void. And, I mean, to me, when looking at Richard Sherman, he's a guy that you love to fill it with. I mean, going back to 2019, his last full season of 15 games, I mean, technically not 16, but first, you know, you'll take 15 games. I, I think we all would next season. He had three interceptions, had a pick six, 11 pass defenses. He was also really good with a 45.7 uh, opponent passer rating. So again, that's really good. And obviously he was, he was their number one corner for a Super Bowl team at NFC championship team. So again, uh, that's obviously really good for the Saints. That would be an upgrade in my opinion. Now he is a veteran and you're like, you already had a veteran with Janoris Jenkins, but maybe the Saints can upgrade and maybe for the same amount of money less. I mean, that would make a lot of sense. I still believe that they'll end up getting a veteran, a guy like Richard Sherman, a guy like Josh Norman, and then they'll pair him up with a young guy. So you have that depth. And then also after a year or two, then you could have the young guy kind of take over. Kind of reminds you a little what happened at the tight end position. So I would expect a very similar situation there. And something that when you're looking at Richard Sherman, he fits that mold. I think he would definitely be an upgrade, whereas looking at a guy like Josh Norman would probably be a downgrade, but still very similar, you know, kind of molds of what the Saints are trying to do. And it makes a lot of sense. And especially with Chris Richard coming in as the defensive backs coach, this kind of makes even more sense because Sherman uh, is very familiar with the coach. So that is obviously really good. And, you know, Sherman, the injury concerns are there, which is why I'd get a, a, a young player with depth. Only played five games last year. He was even solid then. I mean, I believe his passer rating against last season was like 67, 67.6. So still very, very solid. And, you know, that's kind of uh, where Jenkins was this year. So I, I know it was only over five games, but he was uh, very good. So that's kind of what you can expect from Sherman. He's, to me, an upgrade over Janoris Jenkins it's just kind of, will it, you know, come through for the Saints? And I know a lot of Saints fans wouldn't like this move because of another move the Saints made uh, to acquire a former Seattle uh, cornerback, and that was Brandon Browner. And that didn't work out. I think we all know that. But I think it's a completely different situation. Richard Sherman, he was the leader of that team. He's a really good clubhouse guy, leader guy. 
um, locker room guy, I really should say. And that's obviously really big for their for, for the Saints and try to then replace that because you're just taking out a veteran, you're subtracting a veteran. It'd be nice to add one as well. Uh, so that's just kind of where I'm at with Richard Sherman and kind of those rumors. I would love to see the move. Obviously, you want to see the money, but I don't think the Saints would overpay for him. I don't think they can overpay for him. So that's just kind of the situation that he's in, but definitely something to look out for. And I do think the Saints end up making one, you know, move to really for, you know, a established veteran like a Richard Sherman type. This would be a perfect place to do it. So it would make a lot of sense. So that's just kind of what uh, the Richard Sherman rumors are. Definitely something to keep an eye on. Not just Sherman, but I think the whole cornerback position. Um, not only just now, I think also in the draft as well. Definitely a position the Saints want to shore up. I think we all know that. I was kind of uh, screaming from the, the mountaintops, keep the secondary together. I would be happy, though, if they added Richard Sherman. To me, that's an upgrade. So, again, I, I just didn't think the Saints would do that if they subtracted a veteran you know, with Janoris. I didn't think they'd add another big veteran like a Richard Sherman, but... You never know, and it will definitely be interesting to find out, and uh, we'll have to see. I, I do definitely think the Saints have a plan and what they're trying to do, and maybe Richard Sherman was number one, and now they're seeing what he can do, and they're expressing interest. I mean, obviously, interest doesn't mean he's definitely going to sign, but that's just kind of where uh, that situation is. So definitely very interesting, and we'll be sure to keep you guys posted if there's any more news about Sherman, any more development in our episode tomorrow or in the future uh, for sure. And then the Mitchell Trubisky stuff, which I thought, <laughs> I mean, it's almost a little funny at this point just because um, <laughs> what the Saints do with these quarterbacks. First, it was kind of the castaway of Teddy Bridgewater comes in here, gets a big deal. Now, Jameis Winston, the castaway, um, you know, he comes to the Saints now is going to compete for the starting job. And Mitchell Trubisky, who's now going to be a castaway from the Bears, as the Bears, they signed Andy Dalton. So that basically ensures that they won't be re-signing Trubisky. And now, you know, you know it, Enter Trubisky to the Saints, it seems, or it could be. That's like an interesting fit. I think James Slater said it. So I wouldn't hate this move because he would be the third guy. I mean, he would be the Jameis Winston of last year. He'd be the guy that sits on the bench, you know, for a million dollars or less than the veteran minimum, and he's going to learn from Sean Payton. I could definitely see it. Is it likely? Probably not, but I could definitely see it for that reason and that reason only. So you can keep Taysom Hill in um, kind of his current role, and then Trubisky... You know, I know everyone likes to rag on him, but he is an upgrade over Trevor Simeon. So that's just kind of what you have to kind of talk about and relative. I mean, it's always, everything's always relative. Trubisky would be a good third backup. I think we could all say that. And that's why I think this would be an intriguing move. It would give the Saints a ton of depth at quarterback, which is always needed. And if you can get the guy for a million dollars, hey, I'd do that. But it'll be interesting to see what Trubisky can do. I don't think he has a starter's market. I think he's going to have to take a backup role. So... If you're going to take a backup role, you may want to do it in New Orleans. It would definitely be interesting. I mean, Trubisky, he's a guy that wouldn't start. We know he wouldn't start even if, you know, Jameis was in and Jameis got hurt. I think Taysom would go in. He would need two injuries, which I don't think will happen. But as a third guy, he still is solid. I mean, over, you know, his three out of his four years, he did have a winning record as a quarterback. You know, you got to kind of put that as your, as your third guy. That's really, really solid. Just really like Jameis Winston as your third quarterback throwing 5,000 yards. That's pretty solid, even though he did throw 30 interceptions. But that's just kind of where it would be with Trubisky. Obviously, a lot of people would rag the move. But to be your third quarterback, I wouldn't hate it. But that's just kind of the situation it was in. I wanted to bring it up quickly because it is kind of a little fun. And obviously, everyone definitely uh, talks negatively about Trubisky. But, I mean, if you're only paying a million, I would like him on this team. And 
he's not that bad of a quarterback. I mean, you're looking at, you know, the year he made the Pro Bowl, 24 touchdowns, 12 picks. Last year, 16 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. I mean, he's basically a game manager, if that, but as your third quarterback, you're very, very fine with it. I bet he can win you games as a backup. And if he's your third guy, that's just, I mean, you know, really, really solid. So we'll have to see what the Saints do, but I think after the draft, he's still available and he's kind of pressing, let me go to the Saints for a million. Could definitely see it. Same situation as uh, Winston. And I, I really wouldn't be surprised if that's the way it works. And who knows, maybe then after he signs, you know, for a little more money and the Saints get a comp pick. I mean, if the Saints could do that every year, that's a comp pick machine. You get picks, picks, picks for only a million dollars. I mean, it's really a machine and that would be great. So I kind of want the Saints to sign Trubisky for like that one million because they may get a comp pick for it and, you know, they don't have to do anything. So that's obviously would be good. But just wanted to touch upon that subject as, um, you know, it was kind of a little of the talk of the morning here uh, on Tuesday when the news broke. So when we come back from the short break, we're going to get into the players that the Saints lost from the 2020 roster here and that won't be on the team in 2021. Just wanted to catch you up on all of those deals. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion Podcast. Welcome back into the Who Dat Discussion. And now we're going to take a look at a few players that were on the Saints in 2020 but won't be returning in 2021. Some players that were signed away in free agency. We talked about Trey Hendrickson. Uh, yesterday, and now we're just going to update you with a few more players. First one's Janoris Jenkins. We talked about it with the uh, Saints cornerback two last year, and he was signed by the Titans. And we don't really know a lot about this deal yet, but we know that he is headed to Tennessee. I mean, to me, Janoris was a really good number two for the Saints. I don't really want to talk about him much longer because it just gets me a little uh, upset because the Saints really had their cornerback two, which they had so much trouble kind of finding that steady guy opposite Marshawn Lattimore. They finally find him, and then kind of he's a cap casualty, and they kind of had to choose between Marcus Williams and Janoris Jenkins, and Williams is the one that uh, they end up keeping. But I feel like right now when you're looking at Jenkins, definitely good for him that he signs with another contender. Definitely want to see him shine with Tennessee. I bet he will. He'll be that steady force. I mean, he was a guy that was really steady for the Saints. And, you know, when you look at a lot of those other guys, a little up and down, Marshawn's a little up and down. Marcus Williams a little up and down. So to have a nice steady force there was really nice to have. That's why I would like them to add a veteran because, I mean, probably be a very steady force. Like Sermon would probably be a steady force. And that's what Janoris brought. So definitely good for him and definitely wish him all the best with the Titans. Then the next player was Emmanuel Sanders. And he is going to be headed to Buffalo as he signs with the Bills, again, another contender, contender, excuse me, one year, six million for him. So I bet he'll take the money that he got with the Saints. I think it was like the four million, adds it with the six he got, and he's back to that 10 million where he was uh, before the Saints cut him. And again, you know, you're looking at this deal and, and you just show that wide receiver market is not there. It's definitely not as big as where it was last year or Emmanuel Sanders would have signed for that, you know, two years, like 19 million that the Saints signed him for. He only signs one year, six. So there's definitely a drop-off for sure. That should bode well for the Saints as they look to fill uh, Sanders' spot. But, I mean, again, you found your perfect wide receiver too, opposite Michael Thomas. You really couldn't do that. I mean, you did with, with Ted Ginn one year, but it really wasn't the full fix, as you saw later. And then Traquan Smith couldn't do it early on his career. Maybe he can do it now. We'll have to see. But 
couldn't do it in his first two years. So now, I mean, they got Sanders and he was your guy. And then another cap casualty just couldn't keep him. That's just really upsetting. And he's a guy that I've talked about. I mean, a lot of roadblocks were in his way. You had Thomas getting hurt. You had, you know, he got COVID and Breeze got hurt. It was just so many different things were kind of, um, you know, moving pieces last season, especially at the wide receiver position that you never got Sanders, I, I think, at his full potential. And I would have loved to see him this year, but he ends up with the Bills, with Josh Allen throwing him the ball, and that will definitely be uh, very, very interesting to see. But kind of wanted to update uh, you guys on that as well. Um, it, it's definitely something that is, um, to me, I mean, it's a good deal for him. I mean, you know, going to another contender, I bet he wanted to, but it shows that wide receiver market is down. And that's something that, is big for the Saints. I think Perriman then sides below this because you're looking at just Sanders' stats. I don't care how young Perriman is. I don't think he's up to that Emmanuel Sanders pedigree, so I bet he signs less than the $6 million. That's something to watch out for for the Saints, obviously. I mean, other guys, I mean, you're looking at Buffalo and who they replaced Emmanuel Sanders with, and that's Josh Brown, or John Brown, excuse me. Um, so that's going to be something to look at. Maybe the Saints go after him, a speedster to go with Winston. It'll be very interesting to see how that all works out, but... Again, it, it, it definitely bodes well for the Saints that the wide receiver market is moving very, very slow. Right now, probably for every market, the slower is the better for the Saints so they can kind of scoop up some guys for cheap deals as they really would like to do that um, with the salary cap situation stuff. But kind of signing, you know, if you can sign vets, you know, to a small amount to deals to fill up some of your big voids and, you know, your holes, that's really important. So we'll see what happens there. But definitely wanted to talk about Sanders real quick as the Saints will have to fill that void at number two corner and or number two receiver, excuse me there. Janoris will be uh, the, the, the corner that the saints will have to fill at um, that second position on the defense. And then finally kind of move into the defense and then also special teams. That's going to be Justin Hardy as he does sign with the jets. I mean, Hardy, I mean, just, he was well-respected in the locker room, really great special teamer. Like, I mean, the best special teamer on the team, but I mean, he was probably the best special, one of the best special teamers in the league. And he goes, signs with the Jets. It'll be interesting to see the numbers on the deal. It's a three-year deal, um, but we don't know the numbers yet. So that's definitely something to look out for. Maybe the Jets wanted to be their corner, which is something that Hardy has been working on. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. But, I mean, Hardy's just an amazing special teamer. He's going to bring a great locker room presence as well. I mean, that guy just strives to get better every day. And a uh, really great attitude as well. And, um, you know, business owner in New Orleans with the Papa John's uh, franchise. But... Um, so he'll probably still be around, but that uh, is with Hardy signing with the Jets and, uh, you know, up here in New York where I am right now. So that's very interesting. And, you know, Jets fans, they are getting a good one. You know, they, they are getting a really solid player that works really hard, does amazing things on special teams. And, you know, he could be an up and comer at cornerback. I mean, we'll see how much he progressed, but uh, definitely be very interesting. I actually saw his only career interception um, down when I was in New Orleans. Uh, in that game where Breeze broke the record, Hardy also had an interception, almost returned it for 6-2. So that was also very interesting. But those are the players that did sign away here for the Saints. Um, and then it looks like they'll also get the the, comp- the compensatory pick for Trey Hendrickson next year, so 2022. So that'll be something to look at as well. But again, I feel like when you're looking at day two, it's kind of you know the, the, the same story. You know, you get some really nice rumors with the Sherman, with the Trubisky, some fun stories there, and I bet that will continue. Um, you know, you, you get, um, you know, the, your first signing of the year, 
um, you're able to, obviously, yesterday, the whole news with re-signing Jameis and the Breeze. So it's definitely a lot of news, a little slower, but it was kind of the same type of things where the veterans now leave to new teams. And, you know, that is probably going to continue here over the next few days. And the Saints will look to fill them in free agency as well, which I bet they will try. And we'll have to see what ends up happening. Um, definitely watch out for the Sherman cornerback, wide receiver, I would say. Maybe even a linebacker. Maybe they get uh, the Quan Alexander situation worked out. Maybe they can bring him back. But that will be something really interesting to watch out for. Pass rusher as well. Hopefully they can sign a guy like Alex Okafor, who I'm definitely pulling for them to sign. But uh, it will definitely be really, really interesting. But I think with all that said, I wanted to say thank you guys for listening. Turn it loose. And who dat?